They could have belonged to any one of a hundred adolescent girls. Unfortunately, they belonged to this one, and she was not yet through with him. You need to float on your back and let the current carry you out there, she gestured behind him toward the open ocean. I prefer to go in that direction, he jerked his head toward shore, and I didn't need the help of a wee thing who can barely swim her sail. The girl's face coloured. Unless you are trying to kill yourself, she said, her voice arcing high and furious, I suggest that you stop acting like a clod and listen for a moment. David stilled, let the merciless waves slam into his body, wondered if she really understood what he was doing out in the waves, prayed that she did not. The current on this stretch of beach is too strong to fight, she told him, her pert face pinched with annoyance. There is a sharp drop-off here, but it levels out again to about waist-deep a little farther out, and the current becomes easier to overcome. From there, you should be able to walk to shore. David stared at her a long moment, the ocean churning around them. Her eyes were hazel, he decided and damned if her explanation didn't make at least a little sense. After a tension-fraught moment, he let his body go limp, allowing the current to seize him in the opposite direction his mind screamed to go. The girl watched as he was carried to the right spot, then shouted instructions as he got his feet under him. When he had reached a position about two dozen yards away, and his water-clogged boots made grateful purchase with the ocean floor, she pointed toward the beach. Now try walking for shore! David uncoiled his whiskey-soaked muscles, preparing to launch himself toward the safety of shore, but whatever remnant of his soul remained jerked his gaze back to the small, brown-haired girl who still bobbed in deep water. Whoever she was, She was his responsibility now, even if he was the last person on earth she should place her trust in. You need to come with me, lass. His voice rang hoarse against the distance that separated them. He was resolved to live now, but he would not squander her neck in favour of saving his own wretched hide. I can't risk coming back to rescue you, he called hoping she could hear him above the roar of the relentless surf. And they won't leave you. As if in answer, the girl smiled impishly. And then she was off and swimming, tackling the current that had just proven too much for his own brute strength. Caroline Tolbertson's feet found the rocky shoreline a few minutes later. Triumph surged through her, a thumping, twitching sensation that left her breathless. She turned to see the man crawl out a little farther down the shore and collapse in a heap. She didn't know what she had been thinking, swimming back as she had, but the urge to show this stranger what she was capable of had burned beneath her skin. No one had ever seen her swim except Papa. Certainly not Mama, who had told her just this morning that it was not ladylike for a girl of twelve years to swim in front of others. Or half so well.
but it felt natural to be embraced by waves and buoyed by salt. Far more natural than it had felt this morning, sitting still for an endless hour to have her hair put up. Oh, her hair, and her clothes for that matter. Reality snagged on the splinters of those thoughts. She had been gathering shells on the beach when she spied the man struggling and had leaped in without kicking off her boots or even untying her apron. What to tell Mama when she stumbled into the foyer, her frock soaking wet? She fell into the water? Yes, that was much preferred to diving in. Falling in was a much more ladylike thing to happen to someone. She trotted toward the man who had put her in this predicament. He was crouched on his knees, retching.